Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. This is a live, interactive Bible study where we can connect with Christ and community daily and deeply. Join us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we read a chapter of the Bible, pray, and share our reflections. Whether you are joining live or on the replay, I know God will meet you here. I also want to invite you to the Faith Mamas Tribe app. This is a free app where women of faith can connect, be encouraged, and have their faith strengthened. It's the online social space I know you've been looking for. So make sure to do three things before we start. One, subscribe to this channel. Two, share this with a friend. And three, download the app. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Now let's dive into today's Mornings with Jesus. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mornings with Jesus. I am so excited that you are here today. If this is your first time here, hello and welcome. My name is Dominique Young, and I'm excited to study the Bible alongside you. So if you are looking for a place to gather together with a whole bunch of women uh, that have a desire to just know God better and study the Bible, then you are absolutely in the right place. We study a chapter a day, and today we will be studying Joshua chapter 24. But before we do, I want to say good morning to some of my friends that I see here live this morning. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Brickell. Good morning, Nydia. Good morning, Lashana. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Lilith. Good morning, CJ. Good morning, Evelyn. All right, Trinidad is in the house. Good morning, Donna Lanita. Good morning, Donita. Good morning, Carlina. Good morning, T. Horton. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning, Shelly. Woohoo! It is a party. It is a party over here on YouTube. We also open over here in the app as well. And I'm excited to jump into the scriptures right alongside each and every one of you guys. But before we do, you know how we like to do it. Let's go ahead and say what we are grateful for this morning. Good morning, Roma. What are you grateful for this morning? I am grateful because I don't know if you guys remembered but a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed a couple named Denisha um, and Steve White. They have a YouTube channel called We Desire God Ministries. And yesterday, we got an opportunity to meet them in person. Uh, we were able to invite them over to our house for dinner, and they brought their sons. And oh my goodness, it was so much fun. I was telling Janice, I was up all like late, late for me anyway, late for me. Um, last night. So that was just such an, an awesome opportunity to get to meet some other YouTubers that are out here with the desire to spread the gospel and to start building a friendship with them. So that was just a really fun time. Not to mention that their sons are absolutely amazing. They have older sons. Um, so my sons really enjoyed hanging out with them. So it was just really an amazing, beautiful time. So I love the body of Christ, y'all. Like you just meet people and it's just like, hey, brother, sister, it's just amazing. So it was just really, really awesome. Really awesome. Audrey says, I'm grateful for my intimacy with God. Amen. This season has been wonderful. Your video on Palm Sunday was very enlightening. Praise God. Praise God. Palm Sunday is one of those um, holidays or holy days as they call them that 
really causes me to reflect. And so I hope that you guys got a little bit of time for reflection yesterday. Donita says, I'm grateful that it's spring break, a good change up. Come on. Amen. Good morning, Miss Margaret. Good to see you. Ellen says, learning to be grateful for the storm. Come on. Remembering God has need of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis, thanks for the prayers. I'm grateful for the encouragement and accountability of you beautiful ladies. Hold on. I missed the prayer request. So let me go back up. Oh, okay. Oh, let's pray for Genesis friend. Father God, we lift up Genesis friend, Lord God. Um, They don't know where she is. We don't know where she is, but you know exactly where she is. Father, I pray that you make her known, make where she is known, Lord God, to her friends. Um, Father God and Lord, we pray for her safety um, and that you would you would just let her loved ones know where she is. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Lilith says, I am grateful to God for always being in our morning study with you all. Yes, God is always here. And I'm so grateful for that. T. Horton says, I'm grateful for God and his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. CJ says, our spring break was last week. I don't want to go back this morning. <laughs> I understand that. Romans is grateful for another day of life. Hallelujah. Grateful for another day of life. Thank you, Lord, for another day of life. You know, and I'm learning each and every day about what life really means. You know, I'm definitely learning. And life is actually really beautiful. And yeah, I can go on and on. But it's been a, a journey of mine to actually understand a little bit more um, of what God has placed us on the earth to do. Uh, April says, good morning. Grateful to see another day. Amen. Amen. Nidia says, grateful for the replays. Hallelujah. Shelly says, I'm grateful for this Easter break and for life and renewed strength. Hallelujah. Carlina says, I'm grateful that it's supposed to be a beautiful, beautiful this week. I can't wait to go for walks with my kids. Amen. Good morning, Mary. It's glad I'm glad to see you, sis. Brooke says, grateful for a fresh new day and a fresh new week. Hallelujah. I already hear the birds chirping where I am at. So I'm just super grateful. All right, y'all. Don't let me stop your praise. Don't let me stop your praise. But I'm getting ready to pray us in to Joshua chapter 24. Can you believe it? We are at the last chapter of the book of Joshua. If you have been with us throughout the whole book, or if you came like halfway through, or if you came last week, um, we are at the end of the book of Joshua. And I'm so excited. This book has definitely been a ride for sure. And now we are at the last chapter. Can you guys believe that? Like, that's absolutely amazing. Let me go ahead and pray us in as we prepare to jump into Joshua chapter 24. Um, and then we'll jump right in, but don't let me stop your praise. Keep typing it in. Keep typing in. Like I see Brickell says, I'm grateful that it's a new season and God is moving. Come on now. Come on. Hallelujah. Kalina says, Joshua has been so good to go over. Wow. The last chapter. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Woo. Donita said, way to hang in there, y'all. Yes. Woohoo. Woohoo. What's next? Some people may be asking. We are going to go into Judges next, and that will be a ride as well. So I'm excited to be on this journey with you guys. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let's pray. (sighs) Mm -hmm. 
Father God, first and foremost, we just say thank you for all the things that we listed and all the things that we didn't list, Lord. Father, we are so grateful for who you are. We're so grateful for how you're moving. Lord, there's none like you in all the earth. And we are just grateful for you. Lord, we ask that as we move into this last chapter of the book of Joshua, that you would be there with us, that you would lead us and guide us, that you would show us what it is that you want us to see. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would open our eyes to you to just know you better. And that these words that we're about to read become more than just words on a page, but truly transform our lives and our hearts and our minds. Lord, where you lead us this morning, we will follow. Have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. If this is your first time reading the Bible with us, we're going to read this chapter two times through. The first time, uh, feel free to just soak it all in. Imagine, get a picture of what the what is happening in the, the chapter. The second time, feel free to take out your pens, your highlighters, um, highlight keywords and phrases, and then we'll move into a time of personal reflection and then into a time of corporate reflection. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you're in the right place. I'll be reading from the CSB translation, but you can feel free to read from whatever translation you have available to you. I see my sister Brandy here, Bella, Tess. Uh, Amen. Amen. Let's do this. This is awesome. Wow. The last chapter of Joshua. Here we go. Joshua chapter 24. And it reads. Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem and summoned Israel's leader, elders, leaders, judges, and officers, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshiped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the region beyond the Euphrates River, led him throughout the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants. I gave him Isaac and to Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. I gave the hill country of Seir to Esau as a possession. Jacob and his sons, however, went down to Egypt. I sent Moses and Aaron and I defeated Egypt by what I did within it. And afterwards, I brought you out. When I brought your fathers out of Egypt and you reached the Red Sea, the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen as far as the sea. Your fathers cried out to the Lord. So he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea over them, engulfing them. Your own eyes saw what I did to Egypt. After that, you lived in the wilderness a long time. Later, I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived beyond the Jordan. They fought against you, but I handed them over to you. You possessed their land and I annihilated them before you. Balak, son of Zephor, king of Moab, set out to fight against Israel. He sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. 
Instead, he repeatedly blessed you and I rescued you from him. You then crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. Jericho's citizens, as well as the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites fought against you, but I handed them over to you. I sent hornets ahead of you and they drove out the two Amorite kings before you. It was not by your sword or bow. I gave you a land you did not labor for and cities you did not build. Though you live in them, you are eating from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Therefore, fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the gods your fathers worshiped beyond the Euphrates and in Egypt and worship the Lord. But if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourself today which you will worship. The gods your fathers worship beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. The people replied, we will certainly not abandon the Lord to worship other gods. For the Lord our God brought us and our fathers out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery, and performed these great signs before our eyes. He also protected us all along the way we went and among all the people whose lands we traveled through. The Lord drove out before us all the people, including the Amorites, who lived in the land. We too will worship the Lord because he is our God. But Joshua told the people, you will not be able to worship the Lord because he is a holy God. He is jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions and your sins. If you abandon the Lord and worship foreign gods, he will turn against you, harm you, and completely destroy you after he has been good to you. No, the people answered Joshua. We will worship the Lord. Joshua then told the people, you are witness against yourself that you yourselves have chosen to worship the Lord. We are witnesses, they said. Then get rid of the foreign gods that are among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. So the people said to Joshua, we will worship the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people at Shechem and established a statute and ordinance for them. Joshua recorded these things in the books of the law of God. He took a large stone and set it up there under the oak at the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, you see this stone? It will be a witness against us. For it has heard all the words the Lord said to us, then it will be a witness against you so that you will not deny your God. Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. After these things, the Lord's servant Joshua, son of Nun, died at the age of 110. They buried him in his allotted territory at Timnath Sarah, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. Israel worshiped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime and during the lifetimes of the elders who outlived Joshua and who had experienced all the works the Lord had done for Israel. Joseph's bones which the Israelites had brought up from Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the parcel of land Jacob had purchased from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of silver. It was an inheritance for Joseph's descendants. 
And Eleazar, son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah, which had been given to his son Phinehas in the hill country of Ephraim. All right, let's read this chapter one more time. Here we go. Joshua 24. Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem and summoned Israel's elders, leaders, judges, and officers, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshiped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the region beyond the Euphrates, led him throughout the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants. I gave him Isaac and to Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. I gave the hill country of Seir to Esau as a possession. Jacob and his sons, however, went down to Egypt. I sent Moses and Aaron and I defeated Egypt by what I did within it. And afterward, I brought you out. When I brought your fathers out of Egypt and you reached the Red Sea, the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen as far as the sea. Your fathers cried out to the Lord. So he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea over them, engulfing them. Your own eyes saw what I did to Egypt. After that, you lived in the wilderness a long time. Later, I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived beyond the Jordan. They fought against you, but I handed them over to you. You possessed their land and I annihilated them before you. Balak, son of Zephor, king of Moab, set out to fight against Israel. He sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to curse you, but I would not listen to Balaam. Instead, he repeatedly blessed you and I rescued you from him. You then crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. Jericho's citizens, as well as the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites fought against you, but I handed them over to you. I sent hornets ahead of you, and they drove out the two Amorite kings before you. It was not by your sword or bow, and I gave you a land you did not labor for and cities you did not build. Though you live in them, you are eating from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Therefore, fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the gods your fathers worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and worship the Lord. But if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourself today which you will worship, the gods your father worshiped beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. The people replied, we will certainly not abandon the Lord to worship other gods. For the Lord our God brought us and our fathers out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery, and performed these great signs before our eyes. He also protected us as us all along the way we went and among all the people whose lands we traveled through. The Lord drove out before us all the peoples, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will worship the Lord because he is our God. But Joshua told the people, 
you will not be able to worship the Lord because he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions and sins. If you abandon the Lord and worship foreign gods, he will turn against you, harm you, and completely destroy you after he has been good to you. No, the people answered Joshua, we will worship the Lord. Joshua then told the people, you are a witness against yourselves that you yourselves have chosen to worship the Lord. We are witnesses, they said. Then get rid of the foreign gods that are among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. So the people said to Joshua, we will worship the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people at Shechem and established a statute and ordinance for them. Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. He also took a large stone and set it up there under the oak at the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, you see this stone? It will be a witness against us. For it has heard all the words the Lord said to us, and it will be a witness against you so that you will not deny your God. Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. After these things, the Lord's servant Joshua, son of Nun, died at the age of 110. They buried him in his allotted territory at Timnath Sarah, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. Israel worshiped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime and during the lifetimes of the elders who outlived Joshua and who had experienced all the works the Lord had done for Israel. Joseph's bones, which the Israelites had brought from Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the parcel of land Jacob had purchased from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's, fa Shechem's father for an, a hundred pieces of silver. It was an inheritance for Joseph's descendants. And Eleazar, son of Aaron, died and they buried him at, Gibna, at Gibeah which had been given to his son Phineas in the hill country of Ephraim. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to read Joshua chapter 24 today. Lord, we thank you so much for just all you're doing already in our hearts and in our minds. And we ask that as we move into a time of personal reflection, God, that you would lead and guide our reflection time. You would show us what you want us to focus on. And Lord, as we move into a time of corporate reflection, we pray that you would put all the pieces together and help us to see an even bigger and clearer picture of you. Lord, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, and we ask you to have your way with this time. Lead us and guide us and direct us and show us you in a way that we haven't known before. We give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's move into a time of personal reflection, and then we'll come back for a time of corporate reflection. Here we go.
All right, we are back for time of corporate reflection. And usually this is the point where I would give some background, but I mean, Joshua gave a ton of background already, pretty much listing all of the history of, of the children of Israel up until this point. And I think it's amazing that Joshua identifies that when God called Abraham, Abraham and his family were actively worshiping other gods. Um, so I find that very, very interesting that God didn't wait to find someone that was worshiping him. He called someone that was faithful, even though he wasn't faithful to him. I find that so amazingly interesting. And uh, just a, a way to start that history line that we see going throughout the lineage of Israel. But what is standing out to you guys this morning? Audrey says, don't forget what God did for you. Whew. Don't forget what God did for you. That was this whole chapter, right? Joshua is laying out like how God had literally led them and been with them for generations. So don't forget what God has done for you. CJ says, verse 11 through 15 was powerful to me. God blesses us with more than we deserve. Let's go there. 11 through 15. And it says, you then crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. Jericho's citizens, as well as the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites fought against you, but I handed them over to you. I sent ornaments ahead of you, and they drove out the two Amorite kings before you. It was not by your sword or bow. I gave you a land you didn't labor for and cities you did not build. Though you live in them, you are eating from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Therefore, fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the gods your fathers worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and worship the Lord. Woo. Yeah, just that little section. It's just like, wow. Amen. He just says, I choose to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Genesis, remember your history with God and that none of the good things you have would be yours without him. Now choose him or other gods. You can't have both. He was faithful. Will you be? Ooh. Choose him or other gods. You can't have both. You can't have both. Mm. Joshua set that line. Like you can't have both. You're going to either choose God or you're going to choose all this other stuff, but you can't have both. Donita says, verse 14 through 27, an additional covenant between Israel and God, but without Jesus' sacrifice. <laughs> This sounds hard. And I wonder if that's what Joshua warned them of in verse 19. Absolutely. 19 through 20, where he was like, look, <laughs> you say you're going to worship God. Don't turn your back on him. Yeah. Genesis verse 31, how important it is to keep the history we have with God in the forefront of our minds and tell our children of his goodness and provision so that the faithfulness will run through generations. She goes on to say, it's so important to remember they didn't have the power within of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and be grateful for our position in history. So much grace we have. Come on. So true. Audrey says, choose this day who you will worship. God is holy. Ellen says, verse 12 through 15, I find myself asking the question, are you really serving only the Lord? What are you choosing to trust in and follow today? 
And you know the interesting thing that he warned them against? He warned them against following the gods of their fathers and following the gods of the nations around them. And I find that that sometimes it's the same thing God is showing us. He's warning us against going the way of how our family has always done things. Well, I do this because my family has always done it. And God's like, no, I don't want you to do it the way that your family has always done it. Or you're doing it the way that all of your friends and everybody around you does it because you want to fit in. And Joshua warns them about both of these. Going back to how your family used to do it before before God and going to the way that everybody in the nations around you do it. And we're going to see that Israel eventually chooses to go in the direction of the nations around. They wanted to be like them. They felt left out. They felt like they didn't have stuff that the other nations had and they wanted to be like them. Eventually, it caused them to, to ask for a king and that just sent them on a just cycle of horribleness of kings that were righteous and kings that were unrighteous. But why did they want a king? They didn't want God as their king. They wanted a human king. Why? Because all the other nations had it. They wanted to look like other nations. And so one thing that God shows us is that either we're reaching for the acceptance and approval of our family, or we're reaching for the acceptance and approval of those around us, and we're relinquishing the approval of God. Romans is the whole chapter's beautiful reflection of their history with God. He was with them every step. Hallelujah. Donita said, verse 26, large stone. Anytime I see that, I think of the stone rolled away from Jesus' tomb. Also, the scripture about the rocks crying out came to mind too. Yeah. Yeah. And also, when I think of stone, I think of the one where it says, the, the stone that the builders rejected now become the chief cornerstone. So I do think of Jesus there as well. Brandy says, yes, a recap of history. Verse 15 through 16, 22 through 27, verse 31 stood out the most. What will they do now that Joshua has died? Janice, Janice said, verse 23, we have a responsibility to put away the things that hinder our relationship with God. We must choose it as an intentional action, not a feeling to worship God. Come on. Colina said Joshua was reminding them of all the great things God had done and his mercy. She says, what does hornet mean in Hebrew? Did hornets really drive them away? That's a great question. I'm not sure. I would have to look it up in the Strongs to see what that word means. If anybody has it out, feel free to look it up. Type it in and let us know. Is it really talking about hornets here? I would assume so. Um, but hey. Oh, Janice said, my notes said that that it could be translated horrors. All right, cool. So we will look that up. I'll definitely look up that word. So that's good to know. Y'all, this chapter, this is quite a way to end the book of Joshua. He ends it by reminding them of all that God has brought them through. He ends it by reminding them of all that God has brought them through for generations and then asks them the question, who are you going to serve? He's, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Who are y'all going to serve, right? And he gives them these two options or three options, really. He says, are you going to serve the gods of your fathers? Are you going to serve the gods of, of, of the nations around you? 
Or are you going to serve the God that actually delivered you from all these things? Are you going to serve who your father served? Are you going to serve who the nations around you serve? And God, and God is basically saying, I defeated all of those. So if you go and you serve those, you're actually serving those that I've defeated in front of your face. So who will you serve? And he gives, basically, he gives like the resume of God, that God's done this and God's done this and God's done this. It would be crazy, right, for them to be like, oh, well, I'm going to serve another God. So they decide, well, no, we're going to serve God. But the interesting thing is, the further away they get from these miracles and things they saw, the further away their generations get, the more the more and the more that they start to serve other gods. Like God did all this great stuff for him, them. And God did all these amazing things. But then it's like, oh yeah, that was in the past. And we're going to watch as we see Israel constantly go back and forth with God. Throughout the Old Testament, we, we see this back and forth with God where it's like, oh God, we need you. Then God shows up and then it's like, oh, we don't need you anymore. We're going to choose somebody else. Oh God, we need you. Then it's like, oh, we don't need you anymore, God. We're going we're gonna to do other things. And God continues to show up when they need him. But then they kind of discard him when they feel like they don't need him anymore. And it reminds me of like, do we remember God really in the mountain experiences? Because when they remembered him, usually it was in the valley. When they were crying out to him because something happened, it, the harder time for them to really remember God was when everything was going great. When everything was going well, we're going to see when everything was going well, that's when Israel had a very difficult time remembering God, when God answered all the prayers, when God did all the things, when they were living in the land of milk and honey and all the, all the things were great. That's when they forgot God. And I believe that that is a, a warning to us that like you're going to remember God in the valley because you're going to need him. But but how will you intentionally remember him when things are going well? Some of us are like, I don't even know what that feels like. I feel like I've been in the valley for years. But the thing is, is there's going to come a time where you're going to be at the mountain top. Are we going to remember God there? Because throughout what we're going to see throughout is that's the that's when it's the hardest to remember him. Come on. Donita said mountains and valleys, remembering that you need him in both. Come on. Bailey says Joshua was Moses' successor, but Joshua did not have a successor. Joshua led them well, but he did not set up anyone to lead them after his passing. Though his speech was amazing, it wasn't enough to keep them from serving other gods. True. Yeah. And, you know, Joshua did set up someone they were going to follow, but they just refused. Who was this person? God himself. He said, choose this day who you will serve. Who will be your leader, right? And they said, God, we're going to choose God. 
We choose God. We choose to listen to God. And they had they had judges at that point. They had leaders of the different tribes, but they didn't have an overarching leader. Because as we see, even throughout the book of Samuel, that was what God desired to be in their life. God actually desired to be the overarching leader of the children of Israel. And that's what, what we eventually see that they say they don't want. Eventually they say they want a king like everybody else. Why did Joshua not set the, the nation up like that before? Because that's not what they needed. They needed God. Whew. Woo. How often do we look at look for a human king? We look for how other human nations are doing things. And God's like, will you serve me? Will you follow me? Will, will, will you allow me to be your Lord, to, to, to be the one you go to for direction? and clarity, and focus. Will it be me? Woo. Hallelujah. Janice says, same as when Joshua saw the angel of the Lord. The question wasn't what side God is on. The question is, whose side are we on? God is doing his plan. Will we follow, or will we fight him on it? Mm. Donita said Joshua made sure they understood that God was their real leader. Come on. This leads us back to the idea of why Jesus was necessary. And Jesus's message to all his disciples, even to this day, is the same. Follow me. Follow me. Come on. Bailey said they wanted someone they could physically see. We're going to see this, and I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but when I read this, it sounds so great, right? What's happening right here with the children of Israel, it sounds so great. They have now all pledged their allegiance to God. It sounds so great, but because I uh, I know some of the other story, I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> sounds can be deceiving as well. It sounds really great. They had this desire to follow God, but as they get further and further away from this moment, they drift off into wanting to look like all the other nations, wanting to have a leader that they could see, wanting to depend on humans as opposed to depending on God. Joshua's asking them right here, who are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? And they're declaring, we're going to serve God. But as they drift away from this moment, it becomes increasingly difficult for them to remember God. And they want to look like all the other nations. But the same thing happens to us. Something amazing may have happened. A breakthrough may have happened. We prayed for the breakthrough. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for the breakthrough. And the breakthrough happened. And guess what? From that moment on, we begin to continue to live life. And when we continue to live life, guess what happens? Other stuff happens and, and, and hard, difficult things happen or good things happen and all this stuff. And we begin to drift and forget about what God did in this very moment in our lives. Then as we forget and we drift away, we start serving all this other stuff. Same thing that happened with the children of Israel. 
And so then when it gets too bad, we cry out to God. God comes and rescues us and we play this back and forth with the power of God, but never really actually wanting and desiring him. Colina says, some say Judah led after Joshua, but Judah wasn't a man. It was a tribe. Yeah, yeah, Judah was, yeah, Judah wasn't, I'm not sure who says that, but Judah wasn't a man. Judah was a tribe. And eventually what happens is that the two kingdoms um, of Israel, so we got um, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, they split. And that's when you get Judah basically has its own kingdom. That's where you get the term Jewish because Judah is actually becomes the only tribe that's still really standing. All the other tribes we in Judah and those that are in Judah and involved with Judah and Benjamin and things like that. But all the other tribes, they become what we know as the lost tribes of Israel. Nobody really even knows where they are, where their people are, anything like that. So Judah stands when everything else crumbles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua, uh, Mary says, Joshua is reminding um, them that God is enough. What God has done is surely enough to take a stand. It shows us as wise, we don't need the ear of no one but God and let that be our counsel. Come on. Donita said exactly the spoilers I know that are coming in judges is pointing me back to why Jesus is so necessary in this process. Come on. Bailey says, you turned your blessing into a burden by not remembering who gave the blessing. Mary says, even in Joshua 23, it shows us we can get amongst others who doesn't, who don't believe like us. But instead of us being the light, we allow them to change our light. The book of Joshua has always been hard for me to read. But this book, this time around, has been amazingly eye-opening. Because it reminds me that if my eye is on the blessing and not the blesser, I will fall away. If my eye is on the blessing, the thing I want him to do, if the thing I want him to do becomes the blessing I desire and that and he is not the blessing I desire, I will fall away. Why? Because I'll be chasing the next good thing, the next best thing. We see this with Jesus, how people chased after Jesus because they wanted a miracle, but they didn't want him. How people served God because they wanted a miracle. They wanted land. They wanted their own stuff, but they didn't want him. This is when we start to fall away and we'll be honest. If we're honest with ourselves and we look at the book of Joshua and then go into the book of Judges, the thing that happens is that we start chasing the life we want and not the one who gives life. The book of Joshua seems so amazing because it's like, wow, God kept his promises. But then it reminds us if you keep your eyes only on the promises and not on him, 
you'll fall away from him because eventually you're going to want him to do another promise. You're going to want another miracle. You're going to want another this. You're going to want another that. And, and, and he might not go as fast as you want him to. And then the next thing you know, your eyes are on, on something else. The thing about earthly blessings, the things that we call blessings here on earth, is that they are fleeting. Right? We have to understand that. All the things that we pray for here on earth are fleeting. Lord, please bless me with more money. Okay, you're going to get more money, and then what are you going to do with it? You're going to spend it because that's what we do with money, or you might save it, or you might invest it. But then eventually you're going to get to a point where you need more money. God, I need more money. See, all of the things, the blessings that we pray for here on earth, they are fleeting. And if we keep our eyes on them and not on the one that's stable, not on the one who never leaves, if we keep our eyes on the blessing that we want here on earth, we'll constantly find ourselves chasing. The same thing if I pray for my relative. I pray for my relative to live and not die. Maybe they're sick and I'm praying for them to live and not die. And so they live and the miracle happens but eventually they're going to die. Why? Because we all die, right? Here on this earth. It's all all the prayers that we will pray, all the miracles that God will do, they are all fleeting. All of them. Even here where he placed them in the land of milk and honey, eventually the land, they're right now they, they're with the with, um, things that they didn't plant and, and stuff that they didn't do, but they're going to have to plant some stuff. It's not always going to be, you know, other people's crops that they didn't plant. Eventually it's going to have to be their crops that they planted, right? Because they're going to have to do something with the land. They're going to have to till the land. They're going to have to work the land. The thing that they call a blessing is going to become, there's going to be some work that they have to do with it, right? And so this is what we see is we see this constant like, God bless me, do this for me. And then when God does it, what happens? A couple months later, we need him to do something else. And a couple months later, we need him to do something else. And then he does all these things. And then we get to one of these things and he doesn't do it as fast as we want. And then we're like, oh God, where are you? Did you abandon me? And then the next thing we know, we're running around trying to fix the problem ourselves instead of waiting for God because he's taking too long because our eyes are focused on the stuff. And God is like, hey, focus on me. Bailey says it's a pattern throughout the book of Judges. They follow God until that judge dies and they go back to their old ways. Did their heart ever change? Audrey says we get distracted by things in the world. Hmm. Colina says, spoiler alert, the book of Judges goes to show that even when leaders fail at leading the generations after them, God won't forget about them. Come on. She says, many of us have good and bad examples that have led us, but it's up to us where we end up. Come on. Woo. Donina says, blindly following Without a heart change, it's not a real change. And what does blindly following look like? I honestly believe throughout scripture, blindly following means following the material blessings and not following God. To me, that throughout scripture, that's what we see. I'm looking 
for material blessings and material evidence. And if I don't see it, or if I'm attached to a certain person or a certain leader or something else, then I'm like, oh, I got to find something else. My heart never got attached to God. And I'm just out here trying to make my life comfortable. Bailey says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. Jeremiah 17, 10. <laughs> We're going to come back. We got to come back to that another day. That's a, you almost opened up a whole can of worms. Bailey says, I don't know about y'all, but do you pray about something wanting an answer from God, but you act in it on it before you get an answer from him? You can only say you prayed about it, but you didn't slow down to actually get an answer. Colina says all of this shows us the importance of how, how important leaders are. Yep. And who we choose to follow, which is why Jesus, his biggest thing is follow me. Right. Let me be your leader. That's That's been God's position throughout the whole Bible. Let me be your leader. Let me be your leader. Jesus Christ came in the flesh and said, follow me. Let me be your leader. Because the, the reality is you're going to follow somebody. Come on, Brandy says, I think blindly following is not having a personal relationship with God. Ooh, yeah. Let me be your leader. Throughout scripture, that's been God's desire for the children of Israel. And that's been Jesus's call to his disciples. Let me be your leader. I've proven myself over and over again to you. I've shown you how I delivered you. I've shown you that I did all the things those other gods and those other things you were following could not do. I've shown you that I've been better to you than anything you've ever followed or anything you've ever witnessed anybody else follow. This is basically the claim that he's making throughout the book of Joshua. I've shown you that I'm faithful. I've shown you that I keep my promises. I've shown you that I don't forget about those that I make promises to. Now let me be your leader. Because the reality of the matter is that that's one thing that God can't, won't, won't, I should say, that God won't make us do. He won't make us choose him as leader as Lord, as King. He is King, but he won't make us choose him as that. He will show us that we should choose him because all the other things that we are chasing after can't do what he does. And all the other things that we are chasing after actually ends up abusing us in the future. The more we chase after money and let our money be our leader, money becomes a very abusive leader. The more we chase after the, the, the approval of humanity and that becomes our God, the approval of man becomes our God. Look, that becomes abusive. God says, I'm the only one 
if you really look at it, I'm the only one that has been with you through the ups and the downs. I'm the only one who has stayed faithful. I'm the only one who makes you promises and actually keeps them. Money makes a promise and says, oh, if you get more money, you'll be happier. And then you see all these millionaires with all this money, but yet still killing themselves. Why? Because money lied. God says, I am the only leader you're going to ever find that's going to be faithful. When I make a promise, I'm going to fulfill the promise. But you've got to choose me as your leader. You've got to choose me as your leader. Sometimes we use the approval of man. That's we, We're trying to serve the approval of man. And then we get some approval and we think that we're going to feel good. We think that we're going to feel good after getting this approval. But what we're going to realize is that the approval of man always falls short. And we're all, there's always going to be more approval to get. More approval. And it's always fleeting and it's fickle. You have approval this minute and then you don't have approval the next minute. It never sticks around. And God is continuing to show us Let me be your leader. Let me be your leader. Donnie said, heart check moment, follow. Follow what? What are you following? God's promises or the blessings? Am I on, am I using facts or faith? Come on. Come on, hallelujah. Who will I serve? Who will be my leader? Who will be my leader? God saying, let me be your leader. Romans is blindly following, forgetting that the world offers temporary, but Jesus offers eternal. Bailey says, just like those friends who promise to be there for you when you need them. You were there for them over and over again. And since the tables turn and you need them, nothing ghosted. Woo, Bailey, my God. She said, if it's consumable, it can consume you. Jeez, Louise. Oh, I'm sorry. That hit me. Oh. Think of all the things we chase that are that are consumable, that are fleeting, that are that we wrap ourselves up in those things. We call, we allow them to be our leader. We see further along in Scripture that it says you can't serve God and Mammon. What is Mammon? Mammon is like the spirit that sits on money. It says the Scriptures say you can't don't love money, right? You can't serve both the love of money and God. So some of the things that that we're serving, that we've seen our our father serve, our our family serve, or those around us serve, God is saying to us, even in this day, you're going to have to choose between the gods of your fathers, the gods of those around you, And the God who has actually been faithful. Whew. 
I think that Bailey's one comment, man, if it's consumable, it can consume you. Perhaps we should start asking, is this thing I'm serving consumable? Is it a is it fleeting? Is it temporary? Is it shakable? We're going to get ready to pray. I just feel like the Lord is calling us all and saying, let me be your leader. Let me be your leader. And then Jesus, hey, friend, he says, to serve money to me, it means that I trust in money to provide all my needs and not trusting that God is providing my needs. Even the money that he gives me, come on. God will give God will give us the things, right? We don't need to serve the things. When we begin to serve the things, we we start to drift away from God. Ooh, y'all, my goodness. Bailey says food, money, love, friends, coffee. <laughs> All of it. It's consumable. <laughs> Donita says, is it fear driven or is it faith fueled? Come on, pull out all of those, like all those heart checks that God is, is, is showing you this morning. Pull them out, write them down. Because these can be some things that you go back to when you find yourself spiraling or chasing something. Right? Pull them all out. All the questions that God is putting on your heart, type them in. Write it out. Janice said, are we checking boxes or checking our hearts? (laughs) Y'all got all these questions and reflections. Here we go. Colina says, you know what, though? There have been times in my life where I blindly followed Jesus, too. It's like. You want to do what's right, but you also got your eyes on the carnal, empty stuff, too. Yeah. And I think that happens to a lot of us in multiple seasons. And these types of questions, these types of studies will help us to put our eyes back on him. Identify what's carnal, right? Audrey says, does does Christ rule or does cash rule? Come on, jeez. T. Horton says, choosing God as our leader will lead us to make wise decisions. (sighs) Amen. Amen. Mary says, God is the only one who knows the heart of man. Even in us, he still stands for us. Thank God for the New Testament. Phew. Oh, how merciful God has been to us. 
we would not have survived the old. <laughs> and we got to remember, he's still the same God, right? He's still the same God, but we have an amazing Savior. And so when we look at this, we understand the, the power, the purpose of Christ. But God still doesn't want us chasing after all this stuff. Just because we have Jesus. And the warning still stands, right? Be careful not to chase after the gods of your fathers and not to chase after the gods of those around. <laughs> Jesus is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, thank God for grace and mercy and all that came along with Jesus. We're getting ready to close out, but you know, I just keep hearing God wants to lead us. Like he wants to be our leader, the one we go to and the one we wait on for direction. The one we trust. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down and let God lead you. Hmm. When we realize that we serve an eternal God, because we serve an eternal God, he does not have to function on with the rules of instant gratification. Why? Because with an eternal God, what is the purpose of instant? I mean, he's not time bound. So we have to understand that we serve an eternal God. And allow the eternal God to lead us. And in order to let the eternal God lead us, God has just been showing me, slow down. Slow down and let God lead you. Most of the decisions that we've made, that we find that were probably not what we should have been making, we made them fast. Fast decisions, quick decisions. We made them in the heat of the, what they call the heat of the moment. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down. Dominique, slow down and let God lead you. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down. Slow down your speech. Slow down your reactions. 
slow down how you how you do things what you say slow down and let god lead you slow down how offended you get and how fast you get offended slow down and let god lead you slow down the pace of your week slow down slow down and let god lead you hallelujah because he is faithful Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down before you respond. Slow down before, slow down. Slow down before you make that decision in your, in your marriage. Slow down before you, you scream at your children. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down. Take some time to remember who he is. Take some time to remember how faithful he's been. Slow down. Slow down and let God lead you. We have many instances where the children of Israel made quick decisions. We have plenty of instances in our life where we made quick, quick decisions. I encourage us all, I just keep here, like slow down. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down, seek the Lord before we make decisions. Slow down and let God lead us. He's faithful. He's proven himself time and time again. He's proven himself time and time again. Slow down. Slow down. And let God, the eternal God, lead you. Hallelujah. I don't know why it just keeps in my spirit. I keep hearing this. I'm going to say it again. Before you make that decision in your marriage, slow down. I don't know who it's for. I don't know if it's for somebody on the replay, but slow down. Before you make that decision in your marriage that you can't take back, slow down. Y'all, I don't know who I'm talking to. I just hear it so clear, so I have to say it. That guy that's giving you all the attention that's not your husband, that you really feel like maybe he's the love that you lost or missed, slow down, sis. Before you jump in it with him, you got to slow down and let God lead you. Don't let your emotions lead you. Don't let the fact that you've been feeling lonely in your marriage lead you into somebody else's bed. Slow down, sis. 
I don't know who this is for, if this is a warning for now or a warning for someone in the future that's going to write it. Watch this later. Slow down and let God lead you. I know that the emotions and the feelings are try trying to get you to rev up and go now and fix it now. And you're trying to fix the way you're feeling. But I want you to slow down right now. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down and let God lead you. Can you slow down? Hallelujah. Can you slow down? Sorry for the noise in the background, but can you slow down and let God lead you? Don't get revved up in your emotions. Slow down, sis. Slow down and let God lead you. Hallelujah. Slow down and let God lead you. Woo, Jesus. Hallelujah. But, oh, goodness gracious. I just keep hearing all these warnings. Then I know it's for us. 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 Before you go make all those purchases on your credit card because you're upset, slow down. Let God lead you. Because you're angry and because you're upset and you want to spend all this money that you don't have. Slow down and let God lead you. Don't let the emotions lead you. I know it's easy. I know it's easy to get caught up in them. But remember, you serve a faithful God, that God is faithful. And that God will outlive your emotions. Come on. God will outlive how you feel right now in this moment. So slow down. Slow down. God will outlive. My God, God will outlive how you feel right now. Slow down and let God lead you. Woo, goodness. I'm telling y'all, like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you just stuff just keeps getting downloaded. But before you quit that business that God told you to do and you feel like it's not working out and your emotions are telling you this is not working out and I don't want to do it and you're ready to quit. Slow down. Slow down. Come on. Donita says, slow down and let God lead you. Before you start popping off at the mouth and your neck at your husband, yelling and screaming, and you got all the things you want to say, slow down. Slow down. Before you go hooping and hollering at your child's teacher, slow down. And let God lead you. Slow down and let God lead you. Slow down. Whoo, hallelujah. Donita says, testimony loading, sis. Testimony loading, bro. Slow down. Let God lead you. Slow down. Come on, Hidden in Jesus said in a devotional book I read yesterday, I read this. Even your mistakes and sins can be recycled, yes, into something good through my transforming grace. Amen.
Hallelujah. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. And if you're here right now, come on. And you just don't even see what the point of living is. And you're here right now and you're trying to get some hope just to hang on. And and you don't even see what the point of even living is. I encourage you, brother or sister, to slow down. Ooh, Audrey says, slow, stop, listen, observe, wait on God. Slow down. Hallelujah. And you know, the idea of slowing down. (laughs) The idea of slowing down isn't to condemn you for any time you may have moved fast. The idea of slowing down isn't to make you feel like oh, I made these mistakes because I was moving too fast and oh, I'm a horrible person. No, no, no. The message is today where you are right now. Just slow down. I love that. What Audrey says, stop, listen, observe, and wait on God. You don't have to rush. Even if everything's making you feel like you have to make the decision right now and you've got to figure it out and you got to, you don't have to rush. Slow down, wait on God. Let God lead you. Trust him to lead you. Come on. And then Jesus said, instead of trying to analyze the intricacies of the pattern, focus your energy on trusting God and thanking God. Come on. Slow down. Genesis, be slow to anger and quick to listen. Slow down. Let God lead you. Focus on trusting God. Focus on thanking God. Genesis said, rest and simplify. Come on. Come on, Colina said, letting him lead is worth the wait. Hallelujah. Letting him lead is worth the wait. And just going back to the chapter that we read where Joshua laid out all that God had done for generations 
promise he made to Abraham, the generations that it took to fulfill that promise. But letting God lead, no matter how long it takes, is worth the wait. Hallelujah. Letting God lead is worth the wait. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are amazing. You are God. That you are the best leader there is. That you are faithful. That you keep your promises. And that you are unshakable. Unshakable. Lord, we surrender right now. Lord, we surrender to your leadership. We surrender to your will. We surrender to your way. We surrender to your word. We surrender to you. We surrender to you, God to let you lead us, we will follow you. We recognize that following you is a decision that only we can make. And we make that decision today to follow you, God. Where you lead, we will follow. Lord, help us, Holy Spirit, help us to remain faithful to our desire to follow God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans says, slow down. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing start to your week. Some of you are on spring break. Some of you guys are out of spring break. Some of you guys are like, what's spring break? (laughs) And I pray that you guys have an amazing week. And we're going to start the book of Judges tomorrow. We've been spending this year in the Old Testament and it's been pretty awesome. Thank you, Donita. Donita reminds me to let you guys know we have eight tickets left for the Faith Mamas Retreat. We would love to see you there. And we also have virtual tickets also um, that are available. Um, I'm sure there's other announcements. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But I love you guys. And can you do me a favor? Like, comment, share, and subscribe to this video and this channel. It really helps us to continue to reach more individuals um, and be able to study alongside of others. And if this ministry has helped you in any way um, and God has placed it on your heart to give to this ministry, you can do that. There's links in the description box. And then if you're on the app, there is a button in the app. 
God is awesome. God is awesome. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing Monday. And I pray that today you remember to slow down and let God lead you. Amen. Focus on him. Slow down. Slow down. (laughs) I love y'all. Bye for now.